0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I mean, it's a substantial break.
1: It's a nice time away. You just—you know, never had anything like this. You know, That's a big one. You know, so it's, it's—it's good to uh, have that time away and mentally uh, reset. You know, you look at football. those guys love their bye league and they get almost a week off, uh, a week and a half off. And you guys—it's important over the, you know, the, the course of the season, so not only physically, but mentally. You know, more than Maui. I don't really know what started. I just saw Soups coming at uh, at Belly with his gloves on, so. I don't know what that
0: so you thought he had his gloves off because he was off. like ready to fight? Well, I, I I don't know. I know he had his gloves on before, but either, either way, he's coming at belly with his gloves off. So, gotcha. And what was that yeah. exchange like? him to stop shaking. His hand. Do you have a hidden talent? I can juggle. Yeah. Can you really juggle? I can really juggle. Well, we I mean we knew that. Yes, yeah, you had the balls. Nice. We have three tennis three balls. Tennis balls tennis what is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in once again. The Golden Edge podcast here with you, letting you know everything you need to know about the Vegas Golden Knights. From your review journal, B-Writers, Adam Hill, Ben Goats, here with you to go over a lot of goings-on during the bye week. And we have a lot to look at of what is ahead, what is going on right now. But really looking back uh, at the, the end of the unofficial first half of the season, we'll do that. On this program today, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure that you are subscribing, commenting, liking, doing whatever you do to indicate that you listen uh, to us and uh, sharing it with others. Make sure we can climb up the ranks. We have fallen all the way down to the number eight podcast on the planet. Unacceptable. It's not acceptable. And I I blame us. We'll do better. We'll keep uh, keep grinding away and hopefully move up. Coming to you, as always, from the luxurious Review Journal Podcast Studios, uh, thank you guys uh, for tuning into our uh, our hangout with Nick Holden last week. That was a yep, good time. That was fun. And listen, we'll address it right off the top. Uh, Nick Holden was in with us. If you watched our video, we had him juggle. It was his secret skill. He juggled. It was fun. He was pretty good at it too. And then the next day, he wasn't at morning skate. And then he didn't play. Uh, there is no truth to the rumors out there, if there are any that he was hurt juggling with us. I just We checked. S- we reported it because that's what we do, and uh, we did not hurt Nick Holden. We then. reported it harder than any other story just to make sure that, yes, this did not happen, and, and it was confirmed by the team he did not get hurt juggling with us. So uh, we're confident We're confident in that, uh, and we do appreciate him coming in, and thank you guys for checking that out. But uh, that was the voice of Ben Goes. Ben, how you doing?
1: Not too bad. I'm enjoying the bye week. How about yourself?
0: Uh, I am enjoying it. We're not – in exotic locales like mo- most of the players are, I'm seeing Instagram stories and uh, all kinds of social media posts of, you know, Hawaii, Mexico. Uh, players are all over the place, and I know one group of players was in Puerto Vallarta, and I know that because I saw some social media postings, and my worlds were colliding. Ben, as I tweeted, because there was also some cast members, vendor Vanderpump Rules there, so I was very confused of what was going. I was like. Is everybody hanging out together? These are my two. You know, it's what I do for work, and then what I do in my free time is watch Vanderpump Rules. So I was like, okay, what is going on? But I don't think they're all together. I'm usually more of a Bachelor person, but that yeah. would get me on Vanderpump Rules. I feel like if you like The Bachelor, you would like Vanderpump Rules, but at the same time, I'm not a Bachelor fan, and I do love Vanderpump Rules. So um I, I don't think they're all together. I don't. I think it was a coincidence, but it is the bye week, so. Time to go enjoy. There was the All-Star break followed by the bye week. I kinda like how they're doing this and giving the players a full week. We know uh you know, Gallant is up in Canada. As we said, some players in Mexico. Some players are kind of working though. This is a weird situation.
1: Yeah, Alex Tuck is in uh Michigan hanging out with his brother Luke. Uh Luke is part of the U.S. national team program, just like I believe Alex was when he was a younger player. Uh, also family rivalry, and I've uh never asked him about this before, but his Younger brother is committed to uh, Boston University, BU, and Alex Tuck went to Boston College, BC. Hmm, Interesting. And if you know college hockey, that is one of the biggest rivalries in the sport. So it kind of feels like a divided house there.
0: Uh, Yeah, for sure. And clearly the uh, recruiting pitch did not go well uh, from Alex Tuck to his brother. But, uh, yeah, that's a good way to spend spend a break. Although I don't know. Certainly productive. I don't know that my brothers would, like, listen to me as a coach. They'd be like, shut up. I only have a sister, but she doesn't listen to me anyway and never has. Yeah. Now, I think you have a little bit more credibility when you're you know, an emerging NHL star like Alex Tuck. Maybe uh, you get some respect and people will listen to to you. But I think most brothers would uh, have that go one ear, in one ear, out the other. Uh, so Alex Tuck is certainly thinking about hockey, though not necessarily his career. Um, interesting to, to kind of wonder how many guys are thinking about it, because I know one of the things... Paul Stastny told me, is he said, as a guy who's been around the league a lot, like you know how important it is to win that last game because you want to go on a break feeling good, not having to think about it, not dwelling on a loss. And, of course, it didn't quite work out that way for the Golden Knights. So maybe there is a lot of lamenting what went wrong uh, as they're on vacation.
1: Yeah, I'd be kind of interested to hear their thoughts when they come back because obviously they, they lose 2-1 to the Nashville Predators on Wednesday and then go on to the break that Thursday. Rough game for them. Uh, Juice Soros, the Nashville Predators goaltender, was just phenomenal in that game. The Knights, I think, overall outplayed the Predators, but they just kind of ran into a hot goaltender. And basically every player in the locker room said some version of the same statement, which was, it's just one of those games. just one of those (laughs) nights. They're going to happen in the league. So I didn't sense a ton of frustration over the loss because they knew they played well, but still not a great taste in your mouth, which... Speaking of miles, Adam, there was also a very interesting <laughs> wow. play in this game.
0: That is a professional broadcasting move right there.
1: That's why I'm here. That's uh, why I'm uh, in the big chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that was impressive. Uh, yes, the the bite gate uh, incident with P.K. Subban, we think based on all the talking to players and breaking down film and everything else, appeared to put his mouth, or excuse me, his fingers at least in the vicinity of pierre Edward Belmar's mouth, Belmar Either bit down on his hand or had Subban scrape his teeth as he pulled it out. I'm going to say he bit him. Uh, but again, if somebody's fingers go in your mouth, could very well be a natural reaction.
1: Yeah, such a weird situation. So they're in like a little bit of a scuffle in front of the Predator's net at the end of the second period. Belmar's kind of hunched over and Subban's kind of got him in a headlock. His right arm's around his neck and then his fingers are kind of trickling up by Belmar's mouth. And I think Subban kind of tries to like yank belmar up and belmar said after the game as suban was doing that he yanked up and his fingers were in his mouth so suban just felt his fingers go really fast across <laughs> belmar's teeth and then that's what Subban was kind of yapping about because immediately Subban was grabbing his right hand he was shaking it basically accusing belmar of biting him and then ryan reeves got involved because he didn't like suban talking to belmar so ryan reeves takes a run at suban Bunch of penalties get assessed. Subans gets roughing and unsportsmanlike conduct. Reeve gets unsportsmanlike conduct, and we have a whole mess after the game trying to decipher what actually happened.
0: Yeah, and, and Reeve said basically he was just upset that Suban kept shaking his hand and whining about the about the blood, and that's it's a great Reeve thing him. to say. Uh, it's a very Reeve thing to say. And by the way, make sure you read the Review Journal, a, a, a breakdown uh, of Ryan Reeves' kind of fighting philosophy and like the art of trying to fight on ice, which. If anybody knows, it's Ryan Reeves, so uh, make sure you check that out. He didn't get to fight because, as you said, P.K. Subban kind of evacuated the premises as quickly as possible. He wanted no part of that. Uh, I think a lot of people wanted to see that fight. It would have been maybe entertaining if if lopsided. Uh, P.K. Subban, not much of a fighter in the league, so uh, he got to avoid that. And Malcolm Subban got to avoid the, uh, I guess, the embarrassment. I don't know if it's embarrassment. the, The Sophie's Choice, if you will, of... Do I cheer for my teammate or my brother in a fight? Uh, which, that's a tough call. And, it really uh, is. Not sure which one he would say, which one he would actually believe, uh, but that certainly is part of uh, that situation. But, you know, in the end, it kind of died down quickly. It, there was no penalty from the NHL. They've already come out and said, hey, no further discipline will be issued. Uh, I think really what it does is it's just one more uh, potential layer to a potential playoff situation where if they played each other in the playoffs you know this is coming up again you know it's going to be an issue uh it makes it more fun if they do match up uh but other than that not a whole lot to you know it was a very big thing for a night and then the next day in the end it's just one of those things that happens on the on the field of play
1: yeah but it's certainly interesting and even they play the predators again february 16th so in about two weeks these two teams are going to meet again and it'll be interesting to see if there's some bad blood being left over, especially after uh, one enterprising fan bought a billboard on, I believe, East Tropicana. Yeah,
0: right by, right by campus.
1: Yeah, referencing Charlie Bit My Finger, that great viral video from, I believe, 2007, uh, where it's, Belmar bit my finger,
0: and it really hurt. <laughs> it really <hurt. laughs> I'd see that's, that's a good impression right there. I had to add a little bit of an accent. Yes. And uh, Ryan Reeves said he loved it. He tweeted out that he loved it. Uh, but in the end, you know, we... It, it died down fairly quickly, and we did get to hear from Mike Kelly, assistant coach who, uh, lot was, as we said, he's in Canada. He went to see his grandkids. I believe he was on a red eye that night, wanted to get out of there, and uh, they said before the game uh, that Mike Kelly would speak and not lot. So uh, let's get his take on the situation. I wasn't involved with the referee's conversation, but I didn't really get a good look at it. We looked at it in the dressing room after. It looked like a scuffle. So, according to Mike Kelly, not a whole lot there to really get into or uh, or analyze going forward, but definitely a fun story to break down and think about all the possibilities uh, of what were around it. Did he bite him? Did he not bite him? Maybe we'll find out more details. Maybe at some point, Belmar's like, yeah, I bit him. Yeah, what's he going to do about it? That would be fun, too. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that. But that game uh, ended up being a loss, and it sent the Golden Knights into the All-Star break, and uh, as we're in right now, the bye week, as we tape this on Tuesday. But at the All-Star break... Uh, It was just Marc-Andre Fleury that got to participate in the game and in all the festivities around it, and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was defending his title in the goalie skills competition. The save streak did not go his way this time. No, it was kind of a bummer,
1: and you could tell he was upset about it. Uh, Blake Wheeler for the Central Division was going down on him on a breakaway because how the save streak competition works is that an opposing all-star team basically just takes breakaways against these goalies, and they see which goaltender can make the most saves in a row. And Fleury was doing pretty well. He was chasing the leaders, which at the time were, I believe, Andre Vasileski of the Tampa Bay Lightning and Devin Dubnik of the Minnesota Wild. And then Blake Wheeler kind of loses the puck it looks like off his stick and it goes through between flurry's leg it just kind of takes a bad bounce and goes in and flurry Hel- flurry hilariously tosses his stick in frustration afterward hits a camera hits a camera guy poor guy didn't know what hit him uh, flurry was nice enough i believe to give a stick to a young fan after that but it was a bummer for well, how him about to the camera guy <laughs> give the stick to him I get it. You want to spread the game. That kid's going to remember that. That's true. That camera guy is already going to remember that one time Marc-Andre Fleury That's hit true. him with a stick. He has video
0: evidence of it, for sure.
1: Yeah, so Fleury doesn't win. I think he ended up finishing in fourth. Henrik Lundqvist, who is the last goalie to go for the New York Rangers, wins the competition. That a rough all-star game for Fleury, too. John Gibson, who's the starter for the Pacific Division, gets rocked in their game against the Central Division. John Gibson, I believe, only made two saves. Yeah, it was bad. Out of nine shots, allowed seven goals. So Fleury came in with a bit of a deficit, so that wasn't really on him. He also allowed three goals, but he made six saves, so at least that's better. But yeah, rough for the Pacific Division that they just got routed 10-4 to 4 and got out of there pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, last year, a little bit of magic for the Pacific, and maybe that foreshadowed some good things for the Golden Knights going forward this year. Not so much any concern in your mind that that it translates to anything in the second half Got so many hot takes about how three on3 three <laughs> yes. translates for the rest it's of the year nothing it means nothing but it's just it's a fun thing to watch and uh, you had the fastest skater, the skills competition, everything else I'm sure many Golden Knights fans hope next year there'll be more Golden Knights players involved in those.
1: Yeah absolutely and this is a really fun overall I think event for the NHL to put on I think a 3 on three format has worked so much better for them than previous formats have worked. And honestly, that skills competition was pretty fun. You have Kendall Coyne, who's an Olympian for the women's national team, competing in the fastest skater competition. And she did very well. Yeah. She was not last. like She held up against those NHL players, and it was kind of cool to see the reaction that the NHL players and the crowd gave her. She was awesome. That Save Street competition was really fun to watch. I liked seeing the best players in the world kind of try out their breakaway moves yeah. on the best goalies in the
0: world. Absolutely. it's a good weekend. Fun event. You want to see more... Golden Knights players in And a lot of that Could have to do with The fans next year Voting players in So uh, make sure You get on that Just when You know when you Fill out Or uh, not f- Fill out What is this 1985 When you Are <laughs> Like there's All-Star bouts When you're Subscribing to the podcast And you're liking it And commenting on it Like you're going to do For us Go you know To the All-Star ballot Next year And mark it And be ready to To go vote for some Of your Golden Knights players I don't know how that works But uh, something like Along those lines Do something on the Internet Uh, I suppose is what I'm saying. Uh, The Golden Knights, though, enjoying the rest of this break, a couple of more days off, and then they are off to the East Coast for their longest remaining trip of the season uh, on the road for four games. And, you know, last year coming out of the break, it was a little bit of a struggle. So I'm sure uh, that the team's attention will be focused. Uh, They don't want, you know, last year didn't cost them. Of course, they ended up winning the division, putting up a ton of points, but they did have that struggle right after their bye week remember the famous Cabo picture and everything that went on there so I'm sure this year there'll be a different kind of a different focus coming out of the break as they hit the road and start at Carolina
1: yeah it's kind of an interesting test right away they come back against Carolina on Friday and then they got a back-to-back they play again on Saturday against Florida and I do think this is kind of like a key stretch for them they're coming back after the bye they're nine games out of first place uh, in nine, terms points. Of nine points nine yeah. points sorry chasing the Calgary Flames and I think this is kind of a key stretch if they want to get in that mix, they got to do well on this road trip. Go 2-2, two and two, go 2-1-1, two, one and one. something to keep yourself alive because then, because they're getting this long road trip out of the way, they have a very home-heavy schedule the rest of the way, which would set them up well to potentially make a run at the division title again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've talked so much about all the travel they did in the first half and all the games that they had played and how that uh, was draining, but it would have set them up for a – Uh, a more favorable second half and that's where you start to see it and as you said after this trip they're gonna have uh, a a very weighted home schedule much more home than road I know they've got a couple of showdowns with San Jose looming uh, in March but uh, the schedule is more favorable there's more rest uh, there's less travel uh, even the road games a lot of them are in the Pacific Division so uh, after this trip they're set up very nicely they just have to try to find a way Uh, to kind of maintain focus and stay afloat here on this trip.
1: Right, so 16 home games left after this four-game road trip, only 10 road games left. And, yeah, as I mentioned, you look up, okay, you're nine points out of first place. But if you look kind of down the division, you're 10 points up on third place in the Pacific, which is an automatic playoff spot. So you've got a pretty good stranglehold on a playoff spot as long as you don't kind of fall flat on your face coming out of the bye week. And so, yeah, it's really important, I think, for them to – build some momentum, and then start to build some wins against some pretty good teams. We did mention coming you know, out of the break, they'd played some really good competition. And overall, while I think they played well and competed, the results weren't necessarily there because they played well at Winnipeg, but they lost. They played competitive with the Minnesota Wild, but lost, played competitive, and probably outplayed the Nashville Predators, but still lost. So also lost to the Sharks in that period of time, yeah. too. So a lot of kind of tests that they weren't necessarily able to capitalize on. I should give them credit for that win against the Pittsburgh Penguins because yeah. Pittsburgh's a good team. Yeah. But overall, you want them to s- kind of see taking the next step and then building on this playoff momentum that they have to start beating some team that they're going to then see in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Overall, their record is fine. They're in a, a comfortable position for the playoffs and everything else. But you're right. They're, they've done a lot of, they've done a really good job building up points against bad teams, the teams are supposed to beat. And that's what it takes to make the playoffs. But the record against teams that are squarely in the playoffs is not good. And their record in games where they are an underdog is horrific. So that means that when they're expected to lose, they are losing. You've got to start finding ways to win those games when you're expected to lose. And that will be a big step forward for this team uh, as they make that push to the playoffs. And right now, you know, they, as you said, they're, about the f- same distance from Calgary as they are from falling out of the playoff spot but you really want to try to make a run at Calgary at least put some pressure on them you want to win that division as it stands if you're second or if you're or if you're third in the division as they are now you have um, you'll, you'll be opening up on the road against San Jose that is a really tough matchup you really don't want to do that uh, if you can get first you'll be playing one of the wildcard teams which is much more favorable and you'll start at home. Uh, They want to do that. And at the very least, try to get second so you have home ice against San Jose. Uh, But ideally, you absolutely want to try to win the division. It is very, very important in this format to win the division.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree, especially with how much of a key T-Mobile Arena has been to this team and its success and the atmosphere that's created in that building, which I think it's so obvious that that those players feed upon. And yeah, San Jose is a tough and really talented team, and they've started to play really, really well coming into this break. Eric Carlson has really found his stride. Brent Burns is contributing. And that blue line is as deadly as we kind of expected it to be coming into the year. So you've got some good competition. And at that same level, Calgary's not going away. No. It's like 50-some games, and I think people are still expecting Calgary to fall back a little bit. At this point, after 50-some games, Calgary is not a fluke. They are a good team that it's going to take a good effort to beat. So it's going to be a really fun division race kind of coming down the home stretch.
0: Yeah, I hear some of the same Golden Knights fans who last year said, why does everybody keep questioning whether this is real or not, questioning whether Calgary is real or not. It, it's very funny to me. Like Last year you were mad that people kept questioning you. Now you're, you're questioning this other team that's doing a lot of the same things that the, the Golden Knights were doing last year. So uh, definitely something to monitor is how Calgary is playing, how San Jose is playing, setting up that stretch run uh, to try to Uh, have some success in the division and enough success uh, to have a favorable matchup in the playoffs and that's down the road because before that you've got uh, these last 30 games to to wrap up and close the season and you know we'll be there to let you guys know what's going on in all of them absolutely should be uh should be another wild ride of a stretch run for the golden knights and you can find out all of your golden knights information at reviewjournal.com follow along with all of our stories in fact We've got stories going on all by week some stuff that we've been working on. So uh, some more in-depth looks at at some things around the team uh, going on right now. So check out ReviewJungal.com. Even though they're not playing, we are still bringing you information about the Golden Knights. Listen to the podcast each and every week. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all those things. And watch our videos as well. Our mailbag segment, we we do live, send us questions, and uh, we will try to answer them as often as we can. Send them through Twitter, email, everything else. You know how to reach us, and we appreciate you guys doing so each and every week. But that'll do it for us, the Golden Edge Podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we love doing it each and every week. We will talk to you again very soon when the Golden Knights are back in action. Uh, We'll be right here to let you know how this road trip goes on the Golden Edge Podcast.